0: Hey everyone, before we get started with today's episode, I have a quick announcement. We're doing Life's But A Song live! It's a live episode where I got some besties of the pod together to come and sing a song from one of their episodes. So on Sunday, February 19th at 4pm, come on down to see Life's But A Song live at the Laurie Beachman Theater here in New York City. Tickets are $15, there's a $25 food and drink minimum. There's a link also in my Instagram bio with all of this information, but yes, come on down to see us sing and perform, and you know, also celebrate the podcast, and it's also my birthday. Yes, it's my Bobby birthday this year, so come on down to the Lori Beachman Theatres, Sunday, February 19th at 4pm, uh, here in New York City, and on with the Episode! I sped a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song's Second Chance Theater, where we recover a topic, but with a new guest, or in this case, guests. I'm your host, John, and with me today are the Gizmondi women, Lauren and Gabby. Woo! Welcome back. Thank you for
1: having us back.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, in case y'all are wondering, Lauren and Gabby were last on... Talking about Mr. Hanky and South Park, and today we're here to talk about another cartoon the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, uh, the 2004 one. Because I hope that's the one everyone watched, because that's the one I watched. Um, previously we've covered it on episode 32, the guest was Derek Speedy, and here we go. I still didn't like this movie. <laughs>
2: Surprise! <laughs> so should uh, we start there The why you still don't like it um, yes I'd I, love to
0: try I wasn't really a Spongebob person I'm not gonna lie I said this in the last episode I'll repeat it again mm-hmm. I watched Nicktoons I watched other stuff something about Spongebob though I don't like and I think it's because they let the joke go on a little too far or a little too long mm. But why did you want to recover this topic? Who wants to go first with their answer?
1: Well, I, I would say I was going to say for myself, SpongeBob's always been in my life in some form. It was like one of the not really one of the first cartoons I watched, but growing up from like the age of nine, it was always something that I reverted to or watched. It always made me laugh, and now looking back at episodes as an adult, it's even funnier because it has adult humor that you could be like, oh, this is my life. I'm so relatable to Squidward or I'm relatable to Patrick. And like it's just yeah, that's essentially why I wanted to cover it and I enjoyed seeing the movie when I when it first came out. So
0: almost twenty uh, thirty years ago.
1: Yeah, it was it was a No was a twenty.
0: Wide- I can't math. It's almost twenty. Oh, it's almost boy. twenty
2: years ago, yes. Don't judge me, Lauren. You know I can't math. <laughs> oh, numbers are hard, aren't they? <laughs> numbers,
0: numbers, are numbers, hard. Numbers.
2: Huh? numbers are very hard. Numbers uh, are very hard. Like they say, um uh, the mischief theater company, numbers, numbers, numbers. Some numbers are big, some numbers are very small. <laughs> numbers,
1: there's too many of them and
2: stuff.
0: So Lauren, why did you want to recover this? topic
2: this is one of my comfort movies oh. um
0: <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm gonna shit on it
2: <laughs> that's fine listen listen I, I i understand where you're coming from and you're not wrong but neither am i so <laughs> i this is one of those movies that you know if i'm feeling some kind of way about life in the world um I will take an edible and watch the SpongeBob movie and just chill out to that.
0: See, I watched it again sober and that was my issue.
2: Mm. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those ones where you should you should definitely watch it sober, of course. Um and then I always recommend a sensible imbibe. Mm-hmm. Your choice how you want to imbibe, you know.
0: So as part of the second chance theater series that we're we're doing here on the podcast. I have you guys listen, I have I have my guests listen to the last episode so this way, you know, maybe we we talk again, expand on something, maybe we talk about something that we didn't mention the last time. And re-listening to it, I was like, we talked a lot about the goddamn Broadway show that I never saw personally. Uh but was there something that you feel like we left out in the last episode?
2: I think that the score for this movie is incredibly informative. I know that there aren't a lot of like song songs where the characters are actually singing, but I, for those of you who haven't heard this from me before, you're going to hear it again if you have, whatever. Um, I like to watch movies with subtitles, uh, mostly because I can catch things that... Typically, if you're just listening in, you wouldn't necessarily catch. So in this movie in particular, there's a lot of like, you know, stirring theme builds as as a subtitle or Hawaiian guitar plays and like all of these things that it's like, well, yeah, I hear it. But now they're like making a point of like, hey, this is happening. How is this informing the story? And that's what I think is actually really kind of cool. So the Foley artist stuff that you all talked about in the first episode, that's in the musical. Also, I was like, this is the other side of it, which is the fact that I watched the movie again, and I was like, okay, 85% of this movie has been scored. And if you yeah. look at the IMDb soundtrack page, mm-hmm. you will see that.
0: <laughs> it is all music. What about you, mm-hmm. Gavin? What do you think we left out? Or what did you want to like, at least highlight before we keep keep going? <laughs>
1: I was going to say I also took a look at the IMDB and also took a better look at the lyrics of some of the songs that were used in the credits and I watched actually watched the music video of uh which one was it of Ocean Man as well. I'd never listened to the songs so closely and I was realizing as you're listening to these lyrics, there's some like deeper messages that are hidden in there as to what they were trying to portray in the Spongebob movie as well. So I never really listened to the music, like the credits, all of that. That's where I really was focusing my attention for this particular movie as well.
0: And I have to say, though, there's six songs in it. They repeat Mm -hmm. the Goofy Goober song Mm -hmm. so many times. But and I haven't seen the other SpongeBob movies, Mm -hmm. but I'm very surprised that this isn't really a musical like not like you know I'm bur- bursting out into song because of my emotions but like more of them singing.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, like Plankton could have had a song where he is controlling everybody. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if he really sings in the show, but like you know what I mean? Like there could have been more singing.
1: Yeah, he has a song in the show. He does. He has one particular song with with Karen the robot, <laughs> his robot wife. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um but i i know we didn't talk about last time and i took note this time the misogyny in this movie (laughs) like i know it's also made at a different time and like it's more about don't grow up too fast but like you have to learn to when when to be an adult and when you can have fun and play and Mm -hmm. everything But Mm. a lot of it was like them yelling at Spongebob to be a man or that he's not a man. And first of Mm -hmm. all, he's a sponge. It's a sponge.
2: (laughs) Ah, yes. And the reverse ageism, man. That was wild. Yeah. Is it ever said how old these characters are? Okay. Okay. Wait. I actually did math. I did numbers. So in the movie, you know, when they're talking, this is early, like the first five minutes. Um spongebob and gary he's gary goes well how do you know you're gonna get the job like you know just with one little meow uh and he says oh i have 374 consecutive employee of the month awards 374 months is 31.1 years oh my god that's how many years in theory, if we're gonna get don't let don't what listen, you you got no. to know. No. So assuming that, like, if we're gonna give them an age, their SpongeBob is at least 45 40. years old. Wow. 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 Mm-hmm. Wow. Assuming they count months the same way we count months up above, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of funny that they're calling, if that's the case, they're calling these two of, like, 45, these (laughs) middle-aged you know, creatures or children are being called kids.
0: Well, then that that goes in... I'm sorry, Gabby, what'd you say?
1: I was gonna say, how old is Mr. Krabs then? I
0: (laughs) I was gonna be like, well, that brings up the question about, like, how long sea life lasts because, like, aren't there some turtles that can... that can live until to be like 150 years old so
2: yes finding nemo taught us that one Mm -hmm. true yes yeah 150 200
1: years old yeah
0: god only know and like if you've seen the meg you know that the megalodon (coughs) is (laughs) ancient (laughs) yes i brought up the meg for fuck's sake finally
2: You've been waiting, and this is—I guess—this is the right movie, you know? Why
0: not? But like, I'm surprised to go back to the misogyny. I'm surprised Hmm. that it was so heavy-handed in this, especially like, especially the um, the Thug Tug or Tub, whatever the bar was that they went (laughs) to, where they talk about uh, blowing baby, blowing bubble babies or whatever, and I'm like what's wrong with blowing bubbles? (laughs) If it means that I won't kill somebody, let me blow some fucking bubbles. (laughs) But yeah, um, what, okay. So, but clearly I'm not a fan. I did, I I hate watch this. I was (laughs) I waited until the absolute last minute to watch this movie. Let me just say that. Um, uh, What are the rules of the water? What are the rules of the
2: water? I don't think it matters. I mean, honestly, even in the series itself, it doesn't really matter. Like, there are times, like, when a wave comes and all of them freak out about there being a wave. And there's that moment of, like, wait, but aren't you underwater already? I, uh, okay, all right. I'll suspend my disbelief for the next 30 seconds.
0: Mr. Krabs is on fire underwater and then mm-hmm. jumps into a barrel full of water. <laughs> yes. to let himself out
2: mm-hmm. of the fire. Yes. Yeah.
0: But then like Mindy swims, but like they're walking and they're like, hey, why I'm I, they I get to that point when they have to like go to the ditch and then they sing, uh Now that we're men. Now that we're men. <laughs> now that we're men. <laughs> I was just like, okay, so why didn't you just swim across?
2: I mean, I guess the gravitational pull in a trench is a bit more than it is anywhere else in the ocean, right? <laughs> Closing in on the earth on the Earth's crust. Aha, geology, boom, roasted. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Lauren's here to sass me today. I can tell. No, <laughs> oh, okay, so like. Have you two watched this together? Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, and like mm-hmm. and like you. Uh, uh, so Gabby said that she watched the series. Laura, I'm assuming you also watched the series.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was like a mild obsession with it when I was in middle school. So that's like 2001 to 2003 ish. So okay. yes, I was. I was really into the first few seasons. And then I don't know if I necessarily grew out of it or just I think my interest just shifted. But, you know, I was like, I could always rely on those older episodes because they're ridiculous um, to to, to bring a good giggle in.
0: So with your experience with the show, was Goofy Goober in it prior to this movie? Mm
1: -hmm. No. I don't think so. No. No. Goofy Goober, that was the introduction of Goofy Goober. And
2: yeah. King
0: Neptune?
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know about that offhand. Okay. I forget if the if the episode there's an episode where SpongeBob faces off with King Neptune in a fry in like a battle of the fry cook situation. Oh,
0: I remember this episode, so I did watch a few episodes. I,
2: will
0: say. <laughs> I think I That's watched okay. maybe the first season or two.
2: <laughs> sure, sure.
0: Uh, Cause like I remember the fun song. Yeah. I remember the split pants one or something. Oh yeah, see the mm-hmm. ripped pants. Um, yeah, the pizza one where he—that's very early on. That is that- very early on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked though that they didn't like call back those things in this movie too. At least I've- the fun song.
2: Sure, sure. I think what you all had discussed in the previous episode, how this maybe was meant to be a made for TV movie that all of a sudden got distribution. um, I think that that's actually probably very true because it does feel like it's in canon for what was going on within the series. What was in 2003, 2004? And it just feels like all of a sudden they got way more money and they're like, oh, I guess we'll distribute this all over the place.
0: Well, yeah, because there are black. It go it. It does fade to black and then come back a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So clearly, unless be unless that's the version I watched on Paramount Plus, I I can't. Oh crap! Now I now I'm misremembering from the. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm. That's just my like. Similarly, and also because of how long it is. I mean, like it just barely qualifies as a feature length film so as far as it's how much t- you know the time elapsed anyway um and it does like very clearly have three separate acts so i could see how it would be like we're gonna slap it on network television squeeze it in in an hour kind of thing <laughs> mm-hmm. built-in
0: built-in commercial breaks yeah um so i don't know what what else do you want to talk about we've got we've got more time <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. This is this is your platform to say, hey, John. This is what you didn't say the last time because we I I re-listening to it, I was like, ooh, we didn't really talk that much about the movie.
2: <laughs> well, you, your friend who was on really loved the musical, and I listen. I I will tell my short story about the musical. Um, I happened to be rehearsing around the corner um, from the Palace Theater, and I the way the theater had looked, it looked like it had closed already. And I thought, like, oh, that's a bummer. Like, I was kind of thinking, no, this might be kind of cool to see. And I just happened to pop my head into the box office, and they had tickets in the orchestra for that night for like fifty bucks. And I was sitting next to the foley artist. It was me Isle, foley artist. Holy and I shit. have to tell you, yeah, wild experience because all of that sound work that they did in the musical—it's live. Nothing is pre-recorded.
0: So, like, did he do the the squishing sound of Spongebob?
2: Every single sound that you would expect to hear on the show or in the movies, for that matter, since there's, what, three Spongebob movies at least now? Maybe there's more for all I know. Um, yeah, there was a guy as part of the orchestra who had his own separate Spongebob super fan club hub in the theater where he was just doing all of the he's a Foley artist making all of those sounds.
1: Yeah. We sat pretty close to the Foley artist when we went and I was just, I couldn't believe like the amount of uh, the accuracy, obviously of the sounds, but I was just like, Oh my God. Like I was just watching him like literally work the table, like by himself. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Which was really cool.
0: So for to go back to the movie for a hot Mm -hmm. second, did it feel like since you, okay, good. You both are seeing the series. Did it feel like Spongebob and Patrick's crazy stupidity antics were raised up higher than they were in the show?
1: <laughs> uh, I'd have to say it was probably the same. Really? I think so. Because like, I am pretty wacky. They do some pretty wacky funny things like in the series and just for me it was it was pretty much it met the expectation for me of what I was hoping for
0: because there are moments where I just was like I I feel like this is more than what you usually do like um there's a few moments where they're just like laughing at each other back and forth and I'm like this is going
2: on for way too long (laughs) (laughs) that's part of it and what's interesting is I think it's it's a I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's a deeper exploration into these characters, and it kind of lays the groundwork for where they're going, where the show ultimately goes down the line. It the show, and like when I'm watching like the later seasons, because again, pandemic, I was bored. I'm like comfort television. Yeah, let me binge all twelve seasons of SpongeBob. Like, why not? Um, and I had that moment where I was like, oh, this is feeling. I, like the writing had shifted and it had gone more in the direction of being like really silly without having the substance that the jokes did initially so i mean i it's not to say i'm frustrated but maybe i'm old
0: I was and my taste
2: changed
0: i was definitely <laughs> watching it being like i relate more to squid squidward
2: <laughs> yes. Why are all of us relating to Squidward and Mrs. Puff? What is going on here?
0: And maybe Mr. (laughs) Krabs with the love of money.
2: Yes, yes. And then getting upset anytime somebody touches your money. I'm like, yeah, actually, that's pretty relatable, too. (laughs) Uh,
0: I I actually, I wrote down, like, I get that this is a hero's journey movie because that's the point. Like, they go on a quest and they have to learn about themselves and everything. But, like, why doesn't Mindy help them out more in the beginning besides giving her them a bag of wind?
2: <laughs> Which is such a great joke! A bag of wind! I was like, oh, man, it's a bag of farts.
0: <laughs> yeah, is it... The, the joke at the end when, before Patrick, mm-hmm. like, he pooped his pants,
2: yes? I would guess so. I don't know. Yes. Patrick's a weird character, okay? Patrick is like, it. Would, how would we describe it? Um, a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Like, it doesn't actually make sense, but I also really like Bill F- um, Fagerbakke. I think he's yeah. a brilliant voiceover artist and I don't know, he's a cool kid. He's a cool guy, whatever. I have. I, I do have to say though,
0: some of his lines were all rewatching it because I blacked this out the last time. Uh, <laughs> i re- I did remember that there were they they basically died, but like a lot of Patrick's mm-hmm. lines in this movie swing for every fence. You've got the stupid, you've got him falling mm-hmm. in love. you've got him having like a very profound moment sometimes, and then you know, he farts, and all of a sudden it's like, ha, ha, ha joke. <laughs> they laugh it off. <laughs> so, Patrick is a weird character in this movie.
2: Patrick is a stoner in this movie.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Yes, like, yes. no, like, would like think about, I mean, I I hate to use the stereotype. Maybe it's because, like I said, it's a movie I watch when I need comfort and I decide taking it edible and watching it is the solution to my, you know, my life falling apart. I know. This will fix it. It hasn't yet. So I don't know if anybody else should try it. Or, you know what, try <laughs> it. You can tell me whether or not it helps. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. The point is, is that that's sort of what it reminds me of is like being in a conversation with somebody who's not totally in the room all the time. Like they're present, like they're, they're physically present, but maybe their mind is like ooh, ooh, somewhere else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like his dream yes. of
2: being on a rocking horse with a quarter slot. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: is that from the show? I'm you, assuming.
2: Yes. yes. You could be, and you could dream about being anything you want. <laughs> and there he is riding a children's toy seahorse. Seahorse. Yeah, the, the seahorse you pay a quarter for, for it to like rock back and forth <laughs> that's what he wants to do in his dream
0: so let's talk about shell city for a hot second because like that's do you okay i know we uh derek and i assumed it was in florida do you agree <laughs> it's in florida
2: yes yes yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I'm a, well, I think mean, that's where Nickelodeon Central is, too. So that's also, for me, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a big yeah, hint Orlando. is like, yeah. yeah, is in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it would be, like, somewhere like Treasure Island um, on the Gulf of Mexico.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, I know it. that scene, though, where they basically die. Mm-hmm is really emotional I will say that I will admit it again it was (laughs) there was some emotion stirring Mm -hmm. what did you think of it like when you do you remember the first time you saw it what your reaction was
2: well
0: or at least this reaction how about that this time when you no no no
2: I want to go back going back is fun (laughs) Because I would have been, I didn't see it in theaters. I know, I think, Gabby, you did you see it in theaters? Yeah, I saw it with
1: Dad when it first came out. I was yeah. not, God, 11 years old when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. 10 or 11. Take your
0: current age, subtract 19. That's what you
2: are. <laughs> 11
1: oh i
2: can't do numbers now really. oh good you're you're in, a, you're in good company as i'm sure you found out
1: <laughs> yes
2: no
0: one can do numbers Math is that you I were think... 11 that's what we're that's what we're
1: yeah
0: yes yeah i was 11 okay uh do you remember like the first time what you were felt
1: um I I remember feeling feeling sad and thinking that it may be the end of them as like characters. Like for myself, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. I was just like, oh my god, they're gone. Like, what's going to happen next? And then you know, you know, you're a kid. That's you. You think in the moment. You don't think you know past that. Pretty much, I think that would that be the safest thing for me to say from what I felt. So,
0: because you were the target audience when you first saw this yes.
1: movie. Yes.
0: And Lauren currently was also is also the target audience.
2: <laughs> Jerk. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're <still> your... <laughs> you're wrong. I, I know who I am. Children and Stoners, they're the
0: target audience. That's what it is.
2: <laughs> oh God. I mean you're again, it's true. Um
0: Not to call you out with that. Sorry, Lori.
2: That's all right. (laughs) I'll edit it.
0: I'll edit around it. Maybe
2: don't worry about it. If I have an edible, like once, even like once a season, it's a lot, you know, I can't even be, I can't even like call myself that. I'm like, eh. (laughs) anyway, um, I remember thinking like, Oh, they went in hard. They know they really went in. I mean, you kind of suspect mm. it. The, again, the music cues you in. They're like, "This is bad. This is very bad for our for our our heroes, our uh, protagonists." So you do get hints along the way that this probably isn't going to end well. But when it happens, it's still like, "Oh, oh crap!" <laughs> this no, is it. I was
1: devastated. I remember being so upset when that happened.
2: Again, I was a kid, you know, so. It's okay, her. she's an original Goofy Goober, you know? Mm-hmm. That
0: is true. Did you have the underwear?
1: No, I did
2: not. <laughs> I wish but, I did, though.
0: But what I also kind of appreciate, okay, you know what, fuck it. I really appreciate, <laughs> at the beginning of the movie when they say, hey, you're going to Shell City, you're gonna pass the monsters, you gotta go, you're gonna treacherous whatever, mm-hmm. and there's the Cyclops, and then Shell City, no one comes back from it, I mean, again, remembering that they were, that they get dried out and everything, but I forgot exactly how it all tied together. Hmm. Like they set it up perfectly where you don't really expect any of that to happen. That the Cyclops is the person who's um, not, what what is, what is he doing? He owns Shell City.
1: He owns Shell City. He owns the uh, the gift shop where he takes mm-hmm. the animals and dehydrates them and turns them into like knickknacks, literally.
0: But like he's like not deep sea diving. He's like collecting, right? And this is there a term? I can't think of the term right now
2: a really bad marine biologist (laughs) like the worst (laughs) marine biologist ever with a questionable sense of humor alexander clam bell oh my god you're welcome
0: (laughs) we we like a good pun though (laughs) Um, um but yet like you you don't see it happening and then it happens and then you're just like oh shit and then I don't know. I feel like we should have expected it too, in a way, because the movie starts with live-action pirates.
2: And they <laughs> tell you that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're given everything, they tell you everything that's going to happen in the first half hour and you're like, oh, okay. But because it's, it's you're really, if you connect to the journey, you sort of like forget all mm-hmm. the things that they told you. And oh, then, yeah. yeah, it's right, We you circle back around, it's like, oh, yeah, right. You said this, that, and this, and this and were all going to happen, and they did. Mm-hmm. Huh. But look, the ending was different than we thought it would be.
0: And then, okay, so how did you both feel about, what's the pirate's name in the show?
2: Wait, like, in the series?
0: In, in the series. The one it's that Patch. starts
2: Patchy? Patchy's the, the one that's in the series that's like, owns the the fan club and does all the stuff on in yeah, the television Patchy. show.
0: Yeah, so how do you feel about Patchy, the act- like the actor who played Patchy, not being in the movie.
2: I don't think it bothered me as much because Patchy has plenty of other airtime elsewhere in the series, it's, if that makes sense. And I also think Patchy the Pirate is actually played by Tom Kenny, who is the voice of SpongeBob. I and? think I think that that's, uh, let's say that he's not in the movie may not necessarily be totally correct.
0: No, but I mean, like, in the so in like they have a pirate that has right. uh, in the beginning yes. that has an eye patch and everything, but it's not played by Tom Kenny. It's played by somebody else. Oh, you else. mean
2: the theme song?
0: Yeah, when they do the oh. theme, when they do the theme song, and it's the core the chorus of pirates. I've done a lot of pirates based movies on this podcast. I realized.
2: <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. The singing. Trapeze artist uh, pirates. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. What about you? Was Gabby? I bothered
2: Had... by them? Is that what you're really asking? No. Well, like,
0: were, did you miss hearing Tom Kenny's voice more so?
2: No, I enjoy the like you know a remix. I, if you I'm can like, really call it a remix,
1: I don't I know. I was just really happy with the pirates that they used in the beginning of the movie because they were hysterical they were like raiding the movie theater and throwing the popcorn all over the place. Like that was, that was enough for me. Like Lauren said, you get enough of him in the series. Not that, you know, but I, I just enjoyed the other pirates more.
0: I did chuckle when they were at the concession stand. Because <laughs> yes. Oh you know my gosh.
2: <laughs> It reminds me of one time in high school they took us all to go see the producers in the movie theaters, the, the, the musical, and that's what it felt like, it was all of us just like on that bus. Just like, ah! <laughs> That I was, was like like, oh. a good idea for a new field trip.
1: Huh? I said, that was, sounds like a good idea for a new field trip. Yeah, of we'll put them all it. on a
2: bus and tell them they don't have to go to school today because you know we're gonna, we'd rather go to the movies. It <laughs> was. <you>
0: <laughs> okay, so the time has come to talk oh, about... No. I'm a goofy goober, I want to rock.
2: <gasps> yes.
0: I want to hear your opinions on it. You all heard mine last episode. I want to hear oh. your opinions on it. Like what did did you did you were you expecting it? Did you did you laugh your ass off the whole time? Like uh was I want to rock a good song for them to use? Go. Go go go.
2: <laughs> Lauren first oh okay i was gonna uh, fine um uh it's a masterpiece (laughs) (laughs) period (laughs) i think it is honestly i think it's a good choice and obviously the references are all there you know you have the jimi hendrix thing going on and like that just a killer guitar riff and how rock and roll music is going to save the world which is certainly the way that people out there definitely feel that way (laughs) So I was like, oh, you're playing several different cards. I also liked SpongeBob's little costume when he changed and had the little sea peanuts all over <laughs> the <goofy. laughs> As he's dressed as the wizard. There was, I was like, oh, he's a goofy goober wizard. <laughs> I mean, and then, of course, you have the moment of, what is it, Patrick Starr, you know, I I just, like, dancing around in fishnets and high heels. I'm now- like... That's now, like, become a signature drag queen thing. Like, I think there was, like, this video out there on TikTok and Instagram of people dressed up as Patrick Starr with the fishnets and the boots doing, like, pole dancing and stuff. Crazy stuff. And I'm like, so it has this song and the things that happen in the song have inspired so many other things beyond the movie. And that, for me, shows, like, longevity and stay power.
0: And our generation rules.
2: That too, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, Gabby, what did you think of the go- uh, I'm a Goofy Goober, I Want to Rock?
1: Epic. And I'll tell you why. Because it was a song that was made, almost like made fun of in the middle of the movie as like a kitty song, and it kind of comes back like full force as like this anthem of like, I'm proving you wrong, I'm here, this is what I'm about, and it really like you know it kind of glorifies it a little bit instead of making it sound so silly it really shows like you know that strong that has that strong presence at the very end like i said proving you wrong that you know i can do anything and being a kid or being an adult there's time for both pretty much
2: um. i can kick ass and be a goofy goober exactly, hey, exactly. Think- the best
1: of both worlds so and you know course, it's kind of-
0: so you know what's really interesting? Before that mm-hmm. happens, there's some underscoring, I, to keep talking about like Lauren's mentioning about music, that I think is Here
2: I Go Again. It might be. I mean it would be appropriate. Or
0: mm. yeah, I was I was listening to it and I was like, but that's not the song that they're gonna sing. They're <laughs> going to I Wanna Rock.
1: Mm-hmm
0: i was i mean they kept i guess they kept the 80s power ballad alive through mm-hmm. the scoring up until mm-hmm. he saves the day
2: right yeah and it's not the first time they've used like an 80s power ballad to like have a strong message we saw it in the what what episode was it band geeks mm-hmm. which is before oh. this movie came out and yeah what is it uh um, yes yeah, the, the bubble, bubble. bowl yeah, and it's sweet, sweet, sweet victory. Yeah. And oh the,
0: yes. So the
2: '80s power ballad, I think, is also probably something that Stephen Hellenberg and probably the other people writing the show are have an affinity for. Which I understand. I I I was in I was part of the '80s for a whopping three weeks. I get it. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, <laughs>
0: A whopping three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> a whopping three weeks,
2: um, and but it does. It has like a strong rhythm, and then the messaging behind it. And I think honestly, it's like, Gabrielle brought it up earlier. It's the versatility of Goofy Goober because yes. you get like the original recording of it, you know, from the actual character himself, and also I also this is this is nothing to do with the song we're talking about. But since we're talking about Goofy Goober, I love the ragtime piano section um, when they're at the party boat itself and they're eating the ice cream and there's just the manic ragtime piano underneath. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, you know, I watch that section of the movie sometimes on repeat because it's uh, cathartic as somebody who has worked in food service and in hospitality. Oh like, I know what that feels like. I'm like, I've been that guy covered yeah. in, you know, food, eating yeah. my life, kicking people out of the bar because it's like, okay, you don't have to go home. You can't stay here. It's and then it the is just sir. this.
0: <laughs> after, after you have the patrons that get drunk off of ice cream.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: Which is which again is weird because like I get it that this is a kid's show and everything, but as we've discussed, SpongeBob mm-hmm. is around forty-five years old.
2: But listen, the sugar high and the sugar crash is a real thing. That's... You don't have to have diabetes to experience that. <laughs> if you have too much ice cream, you're gonna have that like ah! And then the crash landing and maybe the digestive problems if you're lactose intolerant. I mean, it can be like that feeling when you wake up the next morning. I was like, that could be, is it, was that caused by beer or cheese? Maybe it was both. I don't know.
0: Oh, another question about mm-hmm. the series as well. At the beginning of the movie and then later uh, towards the end of the movie, both SpongeBob and Plankton apologize to their calendars for ripping off their page. Is that... Something I'm not I'm not understanding, or is that just for this movie?
2: I mean, SpongeBob definitely talks to inanimate objects like they understand him, and that they're real. I don't know if it's ever been specifically a calendar before this so. thing, but I th- I understand why they would have those two characters mirror that behavior. I
0: was I, I was also a little upset because like I felt I like. I like to follow the, the rule of threes. And there's only two of them. Oh.
2: <laughs> but we got plenty of rules of three in that movie. That just wasn't one of them. It's
0: true. It's you true. get it, it with a... crabs
2: being lit on fire.
0: Uh-huh. His pants
2: are on fire. My underwear is on fire. I'm on fire. You get those. <laughs> I
0: mean, technically, we get it with, the, with the song is sung three times. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we have the... <laughs> the recording of it but i'm not i don't really want to count that when when they're at the bar and they beat up the <laughs> two-headed guy yes two-headed <laughs> creature.
2: yes poor soul
0: gabby did you take notes this time do you have anything else you want to talk about
1: um hmm. no Are my biggest like i said my biggest thing was from earlier whereas where i really listened to the music from the credits by um by ween which i didn't know the group also wrote another song the Loop De loop song the shoelace song i don't know if you know that one yes they yeah, wrote was... the shoe tying song same group
0: oh for and... spongebob that yes. is so, that is so yeah. cool
1: yeah i didn't know that so it was just really about like 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 i said just catching up with the uh, with the credits and understanding what the theme of ocean man was which was at the end as well which i don't know if you have
2: you seen the music video why don't you tell us about it gabby what'd you learn
1: well it's in black and white i watched it tonight actually and it was about the sea creature that comes out of the ocean trying to take this woman off of a boat that she's with her family or her fiance like this group of people and he's trying to pull her back in And essentially what I got out of it was this man was trying to explore the world of the land. He didn't know anything about land, and he was trying to take her in and understand how men or how society survives on on land, but also trying to teach her the ways of the ocean as well by dragging her in with him, too. That's a little sad. You should watch. You should watch. I mean, the music video is very... It was interesting. (laughs) That's
0: all I'm going to say. You should look it up. I was just curious, more than anything. It was weird that... I I can't... I don't think it was that one, the Flaming Lips one. Like, Mm -hmm. they were just very... Or both of them were very chill songs Mm -hmm. for the credits. Like, I get it that they, you know, are like, okay, leave now, you know, or okay, we're (laughs) done with the craziness that you just watched. But, like, it's just like they... We got the rock anthem. He wins. Everyone's happy, mm-hmm. I, and then like credits start, and it's just like, "Hey guys, we're just gonna chill out, yeah." At five yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "What is happening?" Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it to the Wilco "Just a Kid" song. What did you? Th- uh, did you make it through that one, Gabby?
1: Which one? It- oh, the the confronting of the psychic wall that one what <laughs> yeah that's what it's called that's that oh that's no 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 no.
0: so that's spongebob and patrick confront the psychic wall of energy yeah and then there's another one after that called just a kid by wilco
2: um no that's what mm,
0: that's what i found online i could be wrong though
1: no i think you're right i just didn't write anything down about it <laughs>
0: Because as soon as as it switched to the Flaming Lips one, I was like, we're done. We're done, we're done, we're done. (laughs) I I can't, I can't. We gotta go. We have to listen to the last episode (laughs) and then record. Uh,
2: Is there anything, John, that you want to talk about this time that you didn't get to discuss last time? Since, you know, you were there.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, it is a quest movie that I, I, I said earlier. I don't understand, I never, mm, well, a lot of my things I think are just too logical of a question, if you will, where it's like, why is it, why isn't it, like, why isn't Sandy part of the group or something, or uh, the monsters, like, they just left everything. I mean, there's a lot of, I feel like, okay, here we go. I feel like there's a lot of deus ex machina moments in this where it's like, they, they have a scene and then it just ends. They go to the bar, they have fun with bubbles. And, you know, it turns out that there's another person or another creature there that likes goofy goober. So they can just leave, you know, and steal the car back. Mm. Um, Dennis is weird. <laughs>
2: Dennis.
0: Dennis. Yeah. You just say his
2: name and it elicits laughter. So
0: Dennis, Dennis is wild. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's, it's a missed opportunity to have other fan favorite characters. Part of this movie, but like you're introducing Mindy, who I believe comes back in like a couple of episodes after this but it's not scarlett johansson doing the voice i probably
2: couldn't afford her after this you know
0: well yeah they're like let's do the movie and then oh shit she people like her for her logic be nice to people go figure (laughs) i mean i do like sandy cheeks because sandy i feel like grounds spongebob and patrick from what i remember of the show Yes, yes, sometimes Sandy has some manic moments and things like that. But Well,
2: to be fair, she is a squirrel living underwater, so she's gonna have her quirks. Hmm. I understand
0: why it was the two of them for because I feel like maybe they reverse engineered the Shell City. <laughs> like, we gotta do we're gonna do live action mm-hmm. throughout the movie who is it going to be? It's got to be Spongebob and Patrick because us having Sandy be a turn into a squirrel like a real squirrel Mm -hmm. is weird and they're using the magic of water to bring back the sea creatures so it would make sense for her not to be in that but like I I don't know maybe a little little more Sandy
1: (laughs) a little more of the the way of the trip I think I feel That's like true. she would be pulling them out. Like I feel like the plot of the, the, the whole movie would change dramatically if she was in it. You know, constantly getting them out of trouble or, like I said, being too logical for them, you know, because they're not logical.
0: <laughs> okay, we didn't answer this last time. I didn't think of this last time. Do we think, Ooh. though, that SpongeBob and Patrick actually grew? Because, like, hmm, I don't know. I, I doubt Patrick actually did because he just seemed like he was along for the ride. <laughs> uh, to and to help out his friend. But I I don't know if SpongeBob's journey stuck with him. Like
2: I think it's the other way around, which is everybody else grew to accept him as he is. Yes. I agree, whereas these two characters almost kind of dig their heels in. I mean they do try to assimilate, they do try to make changes to appease everybody else but ultimately what their superpower is is when they are most confidently themselves and it's more about bringing everybody else to them instead of them going to everyone else well like
1: well i was gonna say when mr Krabs gets unfrozen all of a sudden he's very appreciative and you know like oh my you know you can do it i can't believe i doubted you in the first place like you saved me that whole thing but whether or not that lasts i don't know like if it's a temporary feeling if it goes like back into the series again if it stays
0: so should i amend what i said earlier that this is like more so saying be true to yourself kind of a story rather than like know when to know when to grow up know when to be a kid Mm. like just be i
2: I think both ideas are are right you know, like okay. they do, like they, th- them be having, you know, adult feelings and de- grappling with, you know, the world, you know, I think that that has like them growing into it being adults. If you want to call it, if we're calling it that, which is which is what the, they're calling it too. i am I? I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. I feel saying. like I'm also <laughs> saying the
0: same thing just with different words.
2: I think you are too. And that's why I'm confused. So,
0: so everyone... <laughs> The moral of the movie, be your authentic self. Hooray, we did it.
2: Yes. Yesterday. And if the opportunity to grow comes up, maybe you should do it.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, is there anything else y'all want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat?
2: Uh,
1: I have one thing. Okay. What are your thoughts on David Hasselhoff in this movie?
0: Um, Still funny. He was hilarious. Yeah, I, okay. I remember laughing my ass off the last time. I didn't laugh so much this time, but I still... Thought it was funny. The stuff with the chest was weird.
2: Yeah, that was super weird. <laughs> that was weird. Like, cause, Control,
0: because like I get it. It's part of the tone of the show and everything. But now we're dealing with a human, a hu- <laughs> a human phys ph- uh, physiology or whatever the word is, where his pecs are smoothing and separating. I'm like, that's ooh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's super I. Weird.
2: I have a question. I have a question. If we're we're good on this, if we're good on Asselhoff.
0: Yeah, let's keep going.
2: Okay. Who or what do we think is in the Cyclops outfit? Oh, it's like Masked Singer. Well, but here's the thing. If this was a human, why wouldn't they take the thing? Why wouldn't they take off the Mm. helmet? Goodbye. Ooh. Oh I have a theory. Oh shit, oh shit, she's going meta on us. Why? I
1: have a theory. I have a really good theory. Okay, that okay,
2: go, 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 go.
1: Kevin the sea cucumber.
2: Oh <gasps> Kevin Kevin. No. Why yes. do you think it's Kevin the Sea Cucumber? Because he's
1: an evil piece
2: of shit, that's why. <laughs>
1: He's always trying to get them in trouble and get them hurt and everything. You
2: have to explain to John who Kevin the Sea okay. Cucumber is, please.
1: Okay. Kevin the Sea Cucumber is exactly what he is. He's <laughs> cucumber that wears this crown and he's got like big black glasses. And he is SpongeBob's idol as he runs the I Love Jellyfish uh, crew. He's like the president of the I Love Jellyfish Club. Okay. So there's an episode where like SpongeBob idolizes Kevin and Kevin does everything in his power to like make SpongeBob uncomfortable because SpongeBob is being recruited for the Isle of Jellyfish Club and they have him do all of these ridiculous tasks that are like impossible just to put him in danger like they'll hang him from from ropes and have him blow into a tube that says loser to attract the jellyfish and the jellyfish never comes over and he's tied there for hours wasn't there something else he had him do
2: it's just like the worst type of hazing hazing for a frat hazing
1: Hazing like for a frat right exactly
0: I i feel like I saw his episode cuz this is sounding familiar. <laughs> it's
1: early on too. It's like there in the first friends. couple
2: seasons.
0: Yeah. But yes. His first appearance was in season 2, I see.
1: I still think it's see. I think it's Kevin, isn't that costume?
0: Um, who do we think it's in it? I don't Is there like is Plankton part of like some super villain group or something that maybe it's is that canon am I making shit up right now
2: i could. i don't know if you'll be making it up because you know he recruits Dennis
0: right so maybe wow. it's maybe he's in cahoots with this person you know Ooh. or or um crap what's her name the his not wife Karen, Karen i may maybe maybe she knows this person or something cuz hmm. like clearly even um king neptune is afraid of the cyclops so i don't think neptune knows who this person is at all
2: mm-hmm.
0: but maybe sure. Pinkton does
2: mm. but maybe. basically we don't you neither of you believe that it's human no
0: i don't know maybe it is a human that somehow plankton can communicate with <laughs> oh wait no maybe it isn't human because there was a green glow coming from right. kevin the helmet <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: The fandom's gonna lose their minds, Gabrielle, when they find out um, about it? your theory. It's
1: a good theory. I know it is. That's what I'm saying. I think you're and gonna have a lot of crown, support. The episode got chewed off by the jellyfish. He wanted that crown, King Neptune's crown.
2: Oh, Gabby, oh my god, you're so smart.
0: <laughs> Bravo! I, uh,
1: look, it's a rolling theory. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a blog about it. <laughs>
0: I'm going to make an Instagram post about it when this comes out.
2: I guess we're good for that.
0: All right, let's get into sharp and flat, shall we?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Sharp, flat. So, in this section, we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. And then, because this is Second Chance Theater, my opinion is going to be a little different, maybe. Who knows? We'll get to that in a few <laughs> seconds. So let's start with uh, Sharps, and let's have Gabby go first with her Sharps.
1: Mm. Um, Sharps will always be Goofy Goober. Any moment with Goofy Goober. The scene in the... Uh, the character? The, Goofy, or? Goofy the character and the song and the whole, just the concept of Goofy Goober.
0: The so Chuck E. Cheese's?
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes.
0: do you have any other sharps besides goofy goober
1: i really like like i like the music that they use like the flaming lips music and that that the incorporation of those songs definitely like i said first time i'm really listening to it and picking it out so definitely a sharp
2: for me
0: okay lauren what are your sharps
2: I discussed this briefly, and I'm just gonna say it again. I enjoy how the score of the movie informs, like the development of the plot, and influences the voiceover work that the actors are doing too. Um, also, special bonus points um, for the team of rowdy monsters in the trench.
1: They're great,
2: <laughs> especially when they kind of like they they know that they should be able to capture and eat SpongeBob and Patrick and they end up being like, no, now they're our friends. Woohoo Now
0: they're (laughs) now they're crumping. So we have to
2: Exactly. Yeah. Well it goes which in turn goes back to what I was saying a little while ago, which was how they bring people to them. Interesting. Uh Yes, yes. I also I mean I I so enjoy the fact that this movie exists. So that's a sharp in my book too. <laughs> uh,
0: Gabby, what were your flats?
1: Um, I think my biggest thing, which I did not bring up was the way that uh, King Neptune treated his daughter and like undermining her um, choices, knowing that she was really the, like correct in the long run and not trusting that she knew what she was doing. I would say that that constant theme of kept repeating itself throughout the movie telling her she's wrong and like why are you helping release this prisoner why are you releasing this prisoner if you are doing something like you know oh, it's my turn to shine the crown like let's lock him up like no let's not kill him like that that theme I would say is the way he treated her not giving her enough voice (laughs)
0: Lauren what were your flats
2: if you have any I think I have I do have one. I do have one, which is just the way, you know, you know, Spongebob is supposed to be the friend to so many of these characters and to see him get treated kind of poorly by his boss, get treated poorly by, you know, his neighbor and, you know, by. I mean, I guess plankton doesn't really count, but like, you know, even like the supporting cast, they all calling him names and things like that. I'm like, this is supposed to be your friend. What are you doing? I know it just like fuels the fire for the movie, but it's still in that moment. It's like, Ooh, this is, is, I I can understand. I'm ready. Depression. It's like, Oh no, I got it. So that's for me. (laughs) All
0: right. So because it's a second chance theater, does John agree with his former sharps and flats? No, I don't. I do not agree with what I said before. Um, I'm, however, I'm still going to sharp the the Shell City deaths or like the demises uh-huh. that happens. I like the emotionality of it. Um, it gave weight and stake to this movie because, like you know, they are just so close to the their prize, what they need, and they
1: uh-huh.
0: die. Um, only to Deus Ex months you know, come back to life. So my new sharp <laughs> for this is uh-huh. that uh I'm sharping David Hasselhoff. I thought he was <laughs> funny. I forgot he was in this movie. Uh I, I I didn't sharp this last time, and I'm very upset with myself. The I I'm a goofy goober I want a rock segment se- section. That mm-hmm. whole thing was great, it was mm-hmm. fun. Um I didn't hate it. <laughs> uh, and then high praise, I praise indeed. indeed. Oh, God, <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, and then my last sharp is that is to Paramount Plus because I like Lauren, watch everything with subtitles, and they mislabel Plankton a lot while he's laughing. They Squidward. Squidward, and I was like, that's not right. The first time I saw it, I was like, this, I, I may be not hearing Squidward laughing, and then the second, third, fourth, fifth, so on and so forth. times I was just like. <laughs> You get it, Paramount Plus. You don't give a shit either. Um, and my new flats is the rest of the movie. <laughs> 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 Sorry. I
2: No, no, listen. You it's your show. You can say and feel however you want, right?
0: I fully comprehend. Watching this for this, I was not the target audience in any way, shape, or form. So <laughs> We're going to just leave it at that, folks. Uh, would you add any of the songs from the movie to your life's playlist? I'm still going to keep I'm a Goofy Goober, I Want to Rock. That's pretty fun.
1: Yeah, that's that's the one I would
2: add, to. Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: It's I a great also, alarm
2: clock noise. Yes. I
0: also laughed my ass off during the Goofy Goober, I Want to Rock where there's a picture of a rock on screen and then they shout, yeah, rock? Rock! <laughs> <laughs> That was amazing. Uh, But Lauren and Gabby, we did it. Fucking did it. Ah! We talked about the SpongeBob SquarePants 2004 movie for me again. Uh, (laughs) But we're done with the episode. Is there anything y'all would like to plug and or promote?
1: Nothing for me this time. I'm I'm pretty much just uh, riding the wave right now. That's it.
0: Where can the people find you, Gabby, on the social medias?
1: They can find me on Instagram at, at Gabs, G-A-B-S, Gizmondi. That's my Instagram, uh, I guess my my hashtag, my name. So, and you can find all my adventures and cello videos and updates over there as well. And yeah.
2: Lauren? Oh, plug or promote. Goodness. Come visit me at the Beachman Theater. I'm there like every single weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Hamming it up and hanging out. Um, Ah, goodness. Uh, Yeah, the the Instagram's great. At Lodges Sangs. Lodges underscore Sangs. Yes. Uh, So it's my handle for almost everything except Twitter because I left left the Twitter.
0: (laughs) I'm barely on there, but I'm still going to plug it. Uh, <laughs> if you want to email me, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ButtersongPod. Um I don't know, what's your story with SpongeBob Squarepants I mean, clearly people love this. I think there's still a they're not doing the main show anymore. It's now the like prequel series or something. Yeah, it's it's spin-offs. spin-offs.
2: And they made two more movies after this, you know? Mm-hmm. So one what of them are is real stories
0: f- with it, audience one members.
2: Of one of them's real cute. Highly recommend.
0: Which one is that?
2: Plug that. Promote that. Oh, Lauren. yeah. Go watch, um, I think it's called SpongeBob. It's like the SpongeBob movie. Um Sponge, Sponge on, the run. on the Run. and it has Keanu Reeves in it. Keanu Reeves is the human. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes, it's quite cute. The animation's adorable. <laughs>
0: Wait, is this the one where they're in 3D basically?
2: Yeah, it's computer animated.
0: Computer animated is more yes. more what I meant. Yeah.
2: Yes, yes. Where they and don't Sandy die in the plays sun. a much Sandy and plays a much bigger part in that one, John. So you oh, may actually like it. Who knows? Oh
0: boy. If you <laughs> want to hear back about that, message me. You I said the socials and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're back to our regular scheduled programming with Down to Earth, the 1947 so that's a Hollywood movie that I don't know anything about yet because I haven't watched it. Hooray. <laughs> uh, Lauren, Gabby, thank you so much for coming back on and torturing me this time. Uh, <laughs> the, num- the amount of times I've tortured Lauren with options gets a revenge. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know, it's just casual revenge.
0: <laughs> I still love you, Lauren. Um, and uh, yeah. Bye for now, everyone.